let Spencer do his trick Cause you're incapable M's. Hello, Spencer here, a.k.a. Free Thrall. This is Keep Off The Borderlands, an RPG podcast about RPGs and stuff. It's been a while, again. Let's call this just a a catch-up. I've got a couple of nice messages to respond to, followed by me opening a bit of mail. But before that, I wanted to... Have a little bit of a, a natter about a few things that have been going on. I was fortunate enough to be invited on to Cerebraville to talk about time travel in RPGs. I'm a big fan of time travel movies. So, um, yeah, I was really glad to be included in that discussion and... Um, well, it's just a, it's a great podcast anyway. I will put a link to that episode in the show notes. Of course, that discussion was inspired by a great series of episodes put out by my good friend Safer of Safer Fantasy Crafting. He did a series of, I believe it was three, maybe even it was four episodes, I think, around the subject of time travel and how you might incorporate that into gaming. Really, really fascinating stuff. And um, those episodes were re-aired as bonus episodes through the Cerebrivore feed. But um, I urge you to check out Safer Fantasy Crafting itself. So I will also include links to that. Uh, what else? What else? League of Eternal Guardians. Just recently, Barney published a two-parter that we played in the Christmas break. I think it was uh, a little uh, reunion of the old farts, the original lineup of the Call of Cthulhu game over on grizzly peaks radio so that was me barney as gm andy goodman colin green of spike pit fame and the legend and good friend of jackson elias mr scott dawood again i'll put links in the show notes to those episodes and talking of actual plays and grizzly peaks radio our ghost jackal kill Call of Cthulhu, White Dwarf Adventure. The last episode of that was aired last week and very enjoyable that was too. Uh, And I'm very much looking forward to the next scenario, Isla de la Mert, our attempt at a slightly more serious take on horror, which uh, I hope to see popping up pretty soon we did try to behave ourselves and keep the larking about to a minimum but um yeah i'll be interested to see how successful we were when i get to listen to that and uh 
Talking of League of Eternal Guardians, Barney is involved in a new project called Guardians of the Biosphere uh, with the team that put together Trickster's Net. That just popped up on Itch. And I, I know that's aimed at young people, but um, I'll include a link to that to spread the word. And there's OSR October, which we are already in, or OctoSR, I think some people are calling it, or maybe even OSR-tober. Anyway, it's already underway. I'll probably have something to contribute to that, although that may not amount to more than an episode or two. I've attempted to talk about the OSR in the past with varying degrees of success I know my second most listened to episode is an OSR episode uh, the one in which I managed to upset the guys from the Dice of Screaming not my finest achievement I have to say um, and uh, yeah I think I've got um, something that I've failed to touch on and I just want to say a few words about accessibility in gaming because this weekend is the Everybody Games event um, Barney is taking part in that, well he's taken part he was running a session of Neo Triassic Shoreline Regression Syndrome and the plan was that I was going to be taking part in that unfortunately it's been a busy weekend and I was unable to play uh, but that is a, a a charity event raising money for a couple of different charities I think one in the UK and one in the US and um, I'll add some information in the show notes regarding that um, and there was a podcast about accessibility that I was listening to Gaming with Chronic Illness, which is um, obviously relates to to my situation. That was the Total Party Thrill podcast, who I'd been following on Twitter, but for some reason I hadn't actually listened to their podcast. And I, I saw a post about this episode, uh, 326, Gaming with Chronic Illness. And there was, a, there was a bit that really hit home to me about being your own advocate. Because um, I've always, for me, online gaming is a real blessing. It means I can take part in a hobby. Otherwise, you know, I think I'd just be playing solo because of my location and my situation. As I say, um, online play... Initially, I saw it as a great leveller when my physical impairments, essentially, online, I can play as well as anyone else. But I do have certain needs. For example, um, well, in the last couple of sessions of Call of Cthulhu, the game came to an end. And, you know, it's usually followed by a brief chat about, about what we're up to and you know, just saying thanks and goodbyes. And in the last couple of sessions, 
I've had to just run off as soon as the game ended to take a, a comfort break. I don't like to interrupt the flow of a discussion in an effort not to disrupt proceedings and hope that I'll catch up on what I missed out. By the time I get back, everyone else has logged off. And, um, yeah, I just feel it's really, <laughs> really rude of me to have done that. You know, I will contact the people I'm playing with over over Discord and uh, explain why I disappeared at the end. Yeah, so I guess it's always best to bring those things to people's attention if I'm playing with them. So, yeah, I should be more transparent about the things that I'm dealing with. That was, that was a, a really interesting lesson. So, with that out of the way, let's get to those messages. Well, I'm very bashful right now, and I don't really know what to say, except thank you, Spencer. That was amazing and a million percent unexpected to hear. I am super excited for the time, not if but when the time comes that i get to run a game for you uh it's gonna be awesome man we'll we'll find a time and a game and it'll be sweet you know if it takes place in scotland then it takes place in scotland man i'm i'm we're gonna make it happen that's 100 percent sure uh but yeah anyway dude that was an awesome episode good catching up on rpg a day way to finish it i loved your tweet a day i thought that was a brilliant idea for this year so congrats on that and just congrats on being an awesome dude man again thank you so much that was very humbling and very very gracious and i just appreciate the hell out of it man made me happy anyway take it easy peace out Wow, what a wonderful message there from Joe Richter of Hindsightless. Thank you so much for that, Joe. And um, no need to feel bashful. You you deserve every word of that. You are someone who is a real pleasure to know, and it's an honour to consider you a friend, a real talented guy. And in the interests of balance, he is someone who I feel I did a disservice to. Hey, Spencer, Jason here. Great show. Really enjoyed it. Your return to podcasting after your dual apocalypses. Um, enjoyed hearing the rest of your RPG a day ideas. And, you know, I've enjoyed interacting with you and sporadically gaming with you over the years I look forward to many more take care of yourself and I will talk to you soon Jason Connolly of Nerds RPG Variety Cast there someone who I certainly should have mentioned at some point when answering the RPG a day questions because Jason was instrumental in getting me involved in my first online session and he is somebody who's been encouraging me ever since 
along with Joe, is someone who I don't get to play with nearly enough. And again, someone who's a pleasure to know, an incredibly generous guy who most certainly deserved a mention there. Thanks again, Jason. Hey, it's unboxing time. Let's see what we've got here. I'm pretty sure I know what this is. There's an A4 book in here somewhere. Uh, now this is something I've been after, I've had my eye on for quite a while. It's something that up until now nicely bubble wrapped it's something that I've only ever seen on import from the States and it was uh, about 35 bucks before having to pay for postage but I was on the all rolled up site just the other day and I saw that they had a copy there and it was only 25 pounds and that book is Cthulhu Dark and uh, very nice it looks too um, this is something that interested me well it seems like a strange purchase considering how I've been talking about hope in RPGs recently because from my understanding Cthulhu Dark is possibly the uh, the most grim version of Cthulhu RPGs because um, you know the possibility of actually getting into combat with the Eldritch phenomenon is um, well it's certainly not advised um, the emphasis here being on uh, run away <laughs> But uh, yeah, this is cosmic horror, and it's it's most daunting. So um, yeah, why why this? Well, firstly, Cthulhu Dark. For anyone who's not familiar with it, is written by Graham Wormsley, and also we've got co-authors Catherine Jenkins and Helen Gould. Uh, let's have a look at this back cover. Enter the Dark. Cthulhu Dark is a tabletop role-playing game of cosmic horror set in the world of H.P. Lovecraft. It's about the things we fear amplified until they are unbearable. It's about stories that genuinely creep you out, not well-worn tropes and creatures you've seen hundreds of times before. It's about bleak horror in which humans are powerless when confronted by hyper-intelligent alien horrors. You can't beat them, you can't fight them, you can only watch, run, hide and fear. Inside this book you'll find 
Cthulhu Dark Streamline Flexible Rules. How to write and play mysteries, taking you through step by step from your initial ideas to describing horror to your players. A guide to the threats of the mythos, from the colour out of space to Erich Zan. Showing you how to use aliens, artefacts and sorcery to enhance the horror. Four settings taking your game through time and space, each with a mystery to play through. Arkham 1692, Lovecraft's legendary ancient city in the time of witches. London 1851, where the horror hides in the dark and the stink of Victorian London. JWO 2017, in which evil emerges from the ruins of empire in Africa. And Mumbai 2037, tales of twisted cyberpunk horror in near future India. So, yeah, that's interesting. Um, but what initially drew me to this game is the the streamlined rules and the simplicity of, of how that is presented. I've, I've seen a version of this that just covers two sides of A4. But, um, well, as it says on the back, there's all kinds of um, advice and setting material and uh, what, what, how many pages we got here there's like 200 is it 200 and about yeah about two just under 200 pages of content um, and uh, yeah yeah I was real surprised to see this when I did as it's been one of those things that, as I say, I've had my eye on for quite some time, but um, I've always been put off by the idea of kind of paying over the odds and getting it imported. So, uh, yeah, there we are. Nicely laid out. Two column presentation. Uh, some nice clean black and white illustrations and um, nice kind of visceral looking cover of tentacle curling off into the mist I was going to say a bit more about the Cthulhu dark system as I say it is very simple your character consists of a name and an occupation if you want to do anything, you roll a d6. If it has anything to do with your occupation, you roll 2d6 and take the highest. If it involves insight into the mythos, you roll an additional d6 of another colour. That is your insight die. Now that used to be called the insanity die. That's how it's referred to in the two-page version of the rules which is the the free version but in the hardback it refers to that die as the insight die and if that's the highest die in the pool then i believe you 
earn a point of insight and if you get up to is it six points of insight then you know too much and what i like about changing that from insanity to insight although it might seem like a superficial change i think it does take it one step away from the realms of mental health you know so it's not necessarily it's not about losing the plot it's about discovering too much if you want to hear more about that game there's an upcoming episode of the nerds rpg variety cast where jason connolly will be discussing cthulhu dark with media baron daniel norton of the bandits keep podcast youtube and blog and i don't doubt that that will probably be available before this episode is so if that's the case there'll be a link to that in the show notes here's a little something i picked up um i was going to say it's a kickstarter i backed but um i don't think it was kickstarter i can't remember which platform uh, it was funded through um but it's from peregrine coast press written by martin r shaw with cover art by sad goblin goblin spelled gh and it's entitled scotland unexplained join us in taking a look at 20 totally real stories of the supernatural occult and the unexplained from around scotland we'll meet vampires witches ghosts goblins monsters maybe even an alien even an alien even an alien god that's difficult to say even an alien maybe even an alien this is a book for the molders and the scullies the skeptics and the true believers as long as they have a sense of humor martin shaw is a writer and paranormal enthusiast he was born in the northeast of scotland and currently lives just outside of glasgow he developed a fascination some say obsession with the supernatural at a young age after being exposed to cheesy paranormal reaction shows and x-files marathons so yeah this book was brought to my attention i seem to recall by barney dicker of loco ludus my uh, gm and gaming buddy and uh, yes 20 stories uh, with titles like Alistair Crowley and the Bolskin House The Grey Man There's always a grey man The Blair Gowry UFOs The Flannan Lighthouse Mystery The East Kilbride Goblin the Gurning Man and Nessie's 
exorcism so uh, yeah just a, a selection of some of the stories in this book which I initially thought oh, I'll pick that up that'll work well with uh, the, just a second it's the front door Yeah, I thought there might be some content here that might lend itself might lend itself to Verson, Mystic Britain and Ireland, the D sanction possibly, and League of Eternal Guardians. I mean, there's room in that game to take inspiration from almost anywhere. Another envelope. Where's that letter opener gone? Oh, ah, there it is. Please do not bend. Good advice there. I've been suffering with a bit of a bad back recently over the past couple of well months, I guess. I think I think it's just a muscular thing, but um, yeah, it's uh, hanging around. Anyway, it's enough about me. Let's have a look at what's in here. I've got suspicion what this might be. Kickstarter, I believe. Looks very colourful. Ah, here we are. Orkborg by Grant Howitt and Rolling Cuns. Now, um, you may be aware of the work of Grant Howitt. He, uh, he's responsible for Goblin Quest, um, Honey Heist. Honey Heist is just one of a huge number of one-page RPGs that Grant has created. In fact, I'll put a link to his itch page in the show notes. And he's part of the team responsible for Spire and Heart. And this is, this is a zine. It's a bright yellow and bubblegum pink. Let's read you the blurb on the back. You are an orc. You live in space aboard the derelict. An out of control junk rocket. Your furious gods and your scrawled prophecies speak of doom where the derelict will crash into heaven and you can't wait for it to happen. You will fight and yell and steal and kill to secure a front row seat for the apocalypse. Orkborg is compatible with and inspired by Merkborg tabletop RPG, but it is a standalone game that can be played using only this book. And... Uh, Let's see, this is um, about 30 pages of day-glow goodness. And I, I don't know, there's just something about... Well, I love Grant Howitt's work. And uh, this just sounded like an interesting, fun pitch. Something kind of a bit 2000 AD about it as well. 
and it just yeah looked like a bit of fun um crazy gonzo over the top and what have we got here this is a a map of space dwarf mining ship uh this is a, a fold out map i suppose that makes it a three map on one side and we've got some random tables on the other running the rotors work dwarf mining ship every time the party moves between areas or spends an hour in an area roll d10 on the following table then 2d6 on the reaction table what went wrong mining ships don't normally crash into the side of floating junkyards and drill through them without stopping something's gone awry so roll or pick one or combine several so the idea this dwarven mining ship collides with the junk ship that you're aboard and uh, well chaos ensues I know there's, there's, um, there's a great little online character generator for this. this. This thing is just full of gonzo bonkers flavour. Making your orc um, abilities, presence, strength, agility and toughness. Stuff, armour. Levelling it up. Weapons, more weapons. Yeah, so this is all very much laid out, I, I guess, in a similar style to Morkborg. Although there seems to be a lot, a lot more information crammed into these pages. Yeah, just a really nicely produced, fun looking zine. Yeah, another game there about Doom. But this one, embracing it in a slightly different way and uh, attempting to have as much fun as possible. Another box here. I've got no idea what this is. Uh, it's from Amazon, so it may not be RPG related at all. Oh, no it isn't. <laughs> it's a t-shirt with an octopus on it. There you go. That was fun, wasn't it? <laughs> I've got another delivery here. I say another delivery. It's been a couple of weeks since I last recorded anything. Things have been a little tough. I'm still suffering with the back. I'm working on getting that sorted out, but it's kind of, it's been affecting my mood. I've been a little low, but as I say, I'm working on that. So with that fun build-up out of the way, let's open this, shall we? A5 envelope. Do not bend. Again, 
great advice. Let's see what we've got in here. This is a zine that I picked up called Feast, which is like a 20 page zine. It's basically a mini hex crawl. In fact, the cover comes off the zine and there is a little hex flower inside an arrangement of seven hexes. Then we got the zine itself called Feast. This is by Loot the Room. Small games are for big people. And uh, yeah, everything by Chris Bissett. Now Chris is responsible for creating The Wretched, which is a solo a solo sci-fi survival zine that I picked up a couple of years ago as part of uh, Zine Quest 2, I think. Um, he's also responsible for creating a fair number of Morkborg supplements, Treasures of the Troll King, being a well-regarded one. And uh, yeah, this is Feast. As I say, it's a hex crawl, loosely based on the work of Ben Wheatley. Ben Wheatley is a film director. This is based on a couple of his films, uh, Field in England, which is a strange black and white movie that came out a few years back about um, some deserters from the English Civil War who are looking for some treasure, if my memory serves me right. And one of the party ends up spiking the others with magic mushrooms and chaos ensues. And there's lots of bizarre, disturbing imagery in that quite a memorable, memorable film that, that I, I quite enjoyed. But I'd have to say it's an acquired taste. More recently, he, direct, he directed a film called In the Earth, which is kind of a weird mix of sci-fi and folk horror. Um, it's set during a pandemic. It was actually filmed during the pandemic, but there's clearly some unspecified disease affecting society within the actual film itself. It's all about two scientists looking for another scientist who's gone missing in these woods and there's something else going on in these woods psychedelic mushrooms also feature quite heavily in that movie too and that is what links them to this game here feast deep in the earth it slumbers ancient unknowable patient it inhales, tugging on the mycorrhizal network that vein the land, pulling in everything it needs, life, sustenance, people. There will be a ritual. The ancient thing will wake. There will be a feast. Feast is a system-neutral adventure for low-level adventurers. And, uh, yeah, this is a 20-page zine that uh, well you've got hooks d8 fungal coercions what's happening the crawl encounters a d8 encounter table 1d6 weather table the staging ground 
um, what she knows, all rooted in truth, nothing completely accurate. And then it kind of fleshes out the contents of the hexes. Looks like there's kind of a little point crawl in there as well. Or is that just, uh, that's kind of, looks like that kind of hand in hand with a hex map. I'm not sure how those two work together, but um, I'm sure it makes sense when I look further into it. Um, yeah, so nice little zine there with a theme that very much appeals to me. Not too dissimilar to things I've picked up associated with uh, the Southern Reach trilogy and Colour Out of Space. I was going to say uh, Roadside Picnic, but there's, you know, this is a bit more biological what's going on here. Well, that's about enough from me. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your messages. I really do appreciate those. If you'd like to leave me a message, you can use the messaging function on the Anchor webpage. There'll be a link to that in the show notes, along with a link to SpeakPipe, which may be more helpful for you. You can always message me via my email address. That's Spencer dot free thrall at gmail.com be that text or audio you can find me on twitter at free thrall there's also a keep off the borderlands facebook page and i can be found on discord in the audio dungeon and on a few other channels and if you can figure out how to find me you know more about how it works than i do alternatively you can find links to all those things over on my card page at freethrall one word dot card with two r's dot co i'd also like to thank tj drennan for all his wonderful music and it just remains for me to say take it away tj If celebrating the sound of dice hitting the table and pondering the meaning of the many acronyms within your player's handbook doesn't cure that burning sensation, please see your doctor.